Hey guys, welcome to the Friend of God podcast. This is Aura and I am your host. I am so, so glad that you're here. And honestly, honestly, I just want to take a few minutes to thank everyone that has listened to the trailer, the first episode, the second episode, and now the third. Everyone that has supported me, everyone that has encouraged me. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for all the support. And I'm so excited to see how God is going to use this for his glory as we progress. If you're new here, Hey, my name is Oren and I really want to help people develop an intimate friendship with him in every aspect of their lives. So my prayer each time you listen to an episode in this podcast is that you actually catch a deeper revelation of who God is, his character, his intentions, his secrets, because God has secrets that he wants to reveal to us. Yes and his plans for your life which would actually push you into a new dimension of your friendship with God. So guys, I am going to be talking about the process to the promise. If you're anything like me, you can oftentimes get impatient when you don't see the promise coming to fruition immediately or you know, let's say it's been it's been a few years, right? It's been a few years God said this, but nothing is happening or, you know, you're still not there. What is going on? One thing that I have realized is that when God calls, when God gives us a word, when we get a prophetic word from someone, when we get a prophetic word from the Bible, from the word of God, it's really not wise to expect to see the promise coming to fruition immediately. Like it is a process. And typically there are necessary seasons that we as people have to go through that would actually mold us and shape us into the people that God needs us to be, to be able to handle the next season. And those seasons oftentimes can look like um, trials, purposeful pains, obedience to God's word, God's voice, character development, dying to flesh, conforming to like the ways and the image of Christ and so much more. So today we are going to be looking at Abraham's story from Genesis 12. We all know Abraham was a friend of God, but let's be honest, immediately God called him. He wasn't a friend of God. He had to become a friend of God. He had to go through a process. Even when God gave him the promise, it took a while for that promise to come to pass. And so we're going to be looking at his story. Um, and I'm just praying that through looking at his story that you would see God in your process. You will see God in your promise. And also you will just be encouraged in how to walk out the process as you wait for the promise to come into fruition. I will be reading from Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Wow. So basically, God calls Abram. He's like, yo, pick up your things we're leaving to a land that I will show you. No name, but let's go. Abraham is like, okay, cool. I'm just going to pack up with you. Let's go. God gives him an instruction, which is go. But also God gave him the promise. Usually God will give us a promise. He may give us an instruction when he gives us the promise, something to do. But he will not give us the in-between. He doesn't give us the in-between. He doesn't give us every step in one go. 
and I was like why is it that God doesn't do that and I thought maybe God doesn't do that because he actually gives space creates space for you to dream with him you know as you envision the end promise that he has given you you dream or you imagine how you get there it creates space for you to partner with him and to be a friend because for me I realized that when God gives me a promise or maybe someone speaks a prophetic word over my life and it confirms what God has said to me I sit down there and I just dream I just dream about like how everything is going to play out and usually dreaming is a good thing dreaming is actually God putting desires on your heart in John 15 15 we see that God is telling his disciples you know I no longer call you servants I call you friends this trickles down to me this trickles down to me this trickles down to you and I so he basically he no longer calls us servants he calls us friends and now since I'm not a servant I'm not going to be given a list of orders in the process that I must follow. No, when no, when there is a promise, God isn't going to be like, this is what you must do, this is what you must do, this is what you must do, this is what you must do. That's like a servant. Like, but God doesn't call us servants anymore. He calls us friends. And so he allows us to partner with him. He allows us to have a relationship with him. And he allows us to walk with him. And as we walk with him, we figure it out. We explore while still having the promise that he has given us in mind. Well, this is the thing a lot of people do not know is that when God gives you a promise or, you know, you get a prophetic word from someone or, you know, you read something in the Bible and that promise sticks out to you and you're like, whoa, it feels like God is speaking to me about this. That promise usually requires you to actively participate for it to come into fruition. But a lot of us just sit down do nothing and just wait for the promise to come and it's like no god told abraham go go if abraham didn't leave only god knows how long this promise could have taken it took long yes but only god knows how much longer it could have taken if abraham didn't go when god told him to go so that is just so crazy to me it would have taken longer and so i want to ask you Think about the promises that God has spoken over your life right now or the prophetic words that you have gotten right now and think, what has God told me to do? What is the instruction? What is the first instruction that God has told me to do? Am I doing it? Am I not doing it? Think about it. In the beginning, I talked about how we as individuals need to go through necessary seasons in order for us to get to the promise because this actually makes us into the person that God wants us to become. And so just like us, Abraham also had to go through necessary seasons to get to his promise. Today, we're going to be looking at three of those seasons, three things that he had to do on his way to the promise. Of course, there are so many other things that had to take place but just because of time i'm just going to be going through three so number one is character development so if you're listening to this i just want to let you know that character development is part of the process and if you feel like you know you're in a season where a lot of things about yourself are coming up you're like oh that looks nasty i don't like this about myself or oh i do this oh my god i don't like that or maybe your friends call out some things in you that aren't pretty I just want to let you know that it is okay. It is okay. Character development is part of the process. And in Abraham's process, we see that he needed character development like a lot of us do. 
we all know Abraham as the man of faith. But before he was the man of faith, he was the man of no faith. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny to me. Well, he had no faith. Why do I say this? Because in the Bible, we see that Abraham and Sarah went to Egypt. And when they got to Egypt, Abraham told Sarah, yo, you're you're my wife. If Pharaoh finds out that you're my wife, my life is not going to be spared. If Pharaoh finds out that you're my wife, it's not going to go well for me. And I want it to go well for me. And so Abraham told Sarah, you have to lie. You have to lie. We have to tell Pharaoh that you're my sister so that it can go well for me, so that he can spare my life, so that everything will be fine. And so they lied and everything was well with Abraham. But nothing was well with Pharaoh because Pharaoh was sleeping with someone's wife and God, you know, did his own thing there. But what I really want us to focus on is that when you come to Christ, when God calls you, expect to undergo intense character development. Expect to undergo intense character development because God wants us to look more like Jesus at the end of it all. God wants us to look like Jesus at the end of it all. You know, God saw who Abraham would be before he did. In order for Abraham to inherit the promises of God, he needed to be another version of himself. Even in the Bible, we see that God called him as Abraham, but changes his name to Abraham in Genesis 17. Another version of himself. Wow. Another version of himself. So what if you are still in this season that you are in because... The capacity that you need for the next season is not what you have right now. What if God is still developing you in that sense? What if God is still growing your capacity so you are able to carry whatever outcomes come from the next season? You see, a lot of us don't understand that God's understanding is infinite. God sees way more than we see. He has seen it a thousand years from now. But you, you don't even know one hour from now. You don't know two hours from now. But God sees it all. So he knows your next season. He knows. He knows the one million possibilities that you can take to that promise. He knows it all. So why don't you just trust in him and let him into this character development process? You know, Abraham actually went from not being a man of faith to someone that was willing to sacrifice his child when God told him to. Talk about real development. Talk about character development. This guy lied, had no faith. I don't even think he knew God. And now he's saying like, yo, I'm ready to sacrifice this child for God. If God says so, I will do it. That is faith. That is character development. And I cannot imagine how painful it must have been for Abraham to do that. Looking at Isaac in the face, raising up a knife, almost killing, stabbing him. That is so crazy. But it also shows us that we can always trust in the process when it comes to God. When he has given us a promise, we can always trust in the process. And so I encourage you to invite God into your character development process. Because if you do it alone, I don't know. It's not going to work. If you do it alone, it's not going to be permanent. 
But when you allow God into it, when you allow God into the things that are coming up in your life, you receive grace and then you are empowered to walk in truth, in the truth of who you actually are in Christ. Something else that you have to go through on your way to the promise is the loss of some people. It could be family. It could be friends that are like family. It could be regular friends. But I guarantee you, you will lose some people because that's just life. That is just the process. Um, But I would show you here in the Bible. So basically, in Genesis 12, we see that Abraham actually did live with Lot. Lot didn't even ask like, hey, can I come with you? He just left with Abraham. And Abraham is like, okay, cool. I see you're following me. Let's go. But by the time Abraham left from Egypt to Negev, we also see that Abraham realized that, you know what? I have a lot of livestock, silver and gold. Lot also has his flocks, his herds, his tents. And the land that we are in right now, it can't contain both of us. It can't contain both of us. And you know, sometimes you get to a point in the process of the promise and you realize that this territory I'm, I'm entering, it can't be for me and this person. This territory I'm entering, it can't be for both of us. And it doesn't mean that you're better than the other person or vice versa. It doesn't mean that. It simply means that you both carry different things that serve different purposes and that's okay. Abraham carried livestock, silver and gold. Lot carried flocks, herds and tents. Totally different things, but they all hold value. None of them were like worse than the other. No, both of them were amazing, but they both carried different things for that season of life. And what I really love about Abraham, I feel like a lot of us can take from him is that though he realized that, yo, we carry different things. We cannot walk this walk together for now anymore. He communicated that to Lot, actually. <laughs> and I really love that. That's a great model. He went on to um, Lot and he told them, Let there be no strife between you and me, and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. Is not the whole land for you? Separate yourself from me. Abraham honored Lot. He honored Lot. And that's something that I want to emphasize in this podcast is that If you realize that a friend is not going in the same direction as you are or you know a friend cannot come to this to the territory that you are in right now or in the season that you are in right now that's okay but at the same time you need to make sure that you are you know communicating it in the best way possible just like Abraham did right you need to be able to communicate it in the best way possible and live honorably that's something that i'm learning like if you're leaving friendships leave honorably if you're leaving something leave honorably so that's just another thing that you would undergo during the process you will lose some people and that is okay but also you will find some people you will find your people you will find the people that will push you into your destiny and you also be someone who will push other people into their destiny and the last point is that your reality would sometimes look so far away from the promise your reality will look different from the promises and man i cannot even like explain to you how this is my life most of the times you know i feel like a lot of people are also in this 
spot in life where you know you're like god what you told me doesn't look like where i'm at right now you said i was gonna be like a kingdom spouse you said that you know i my i'll get married but guess what i'm still 25 i'm not married what's going on or maybe god has told you like you're gonna be an entrepreneur and you're like okay god i'm 26 i've done everything that i'm meant to do what is going on why am i still here why is my reality not adding up or let's say you know you've been praying and god has shown you like you're gonna get a good career that you're gonna love so much and you know you've been at one job that you hate so much and you're just like when is this ever going to change your reality is not looking like your promise I just want to let you know that that's okay. It is okay for your reality not to look like the promise, okay? In chapter 15, God reminded Abraham about the promise in a vision. So to paraphrase, God said, Hey, Abraham, I will be your shield and your reward will be great. At that point, I'm sure Abraham is thinking to himself, But God, I have no child. You've told me that my offspring will inherit this land. The only person in my household that could be my heir is Eliezer. Of Damascus and just to give context of Eliza Eliza wasn't Abraham's son but he was the head of Abraham's household he's the head servant to Abraham I believe so at this point Abraham is like okay you've promised me that I will have an offspring that will inherit the promises but I'm still childless so what's going on my reality isn't adding up like what's going on like if you could see me right now my hands are like what's going on what is going on god this promise that you have said is taking so long it is taking so long and abraham i think he's very notorious for this he's like maybe i can help you maybe i can help you figure it out god maybe we can use eliza maybe eliza should be the person since i have no offspring let's use eliza and some of us do that actually with God, where it's like, God, let me just help you a bit in this process. <laughs> let me help you. And when I say help you, I mean like going outside of the voice of God, going outside of God's word. If you feel, if you don't think God is telling you to do something, do not do it. Do not do it. Do not try to help God, you know, make the promise come into fruition. It is not helpful. It is not helpful. Literally, when Abraham is like, maybe we should use Eliza instead. God is like, yo, no. No, the heir will be your son, period. So what we as humans need to understand is that when our reality is actually adding up to the promise, what fun is there? What fun is there? Like, there is no fun in that. Like, the relationship with God is not fun anymore. Like, faith is meant to be fun. It's meant to be like, okay, God, like, ah. Like, what do you have in store now? Like, let me see. Like, let's let's see what you have in store for me today. When your reality isn't adding up to the promise, it simply means that when the promise is fulfilled, God will be getting the glory. And when you look back at how far God has brought you, your faith muscles will be developed for the next season. Yes, I said next season because a lot of people think that when once one promise is fulfilled, that's the end. Nah. When one promise is fulfilled, then the next promise, okay? God always has more promises in store for you and I, okay? If you're listening to this and you're in the process to the promise and it doesn't make sense, your reality is so different from where God is taking you. I want to remind you 
that God's understanding is infinite. I said this before, but I want you to hear this again. God's understanding is infinite. Psalm 147 verse 5 says that great is our Lord and mighty in power. Not great is Ore and mighty in power. Her understanding is infinite. No, great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. If God's understanding is infinite, that means our understanding is finite. I don't know if that's how to pronounce it. I think it's finite. Yeah. (laughs) Infinite is limitless. Infinite is endless in space. God's understanding. You cannot even understand God's understanding. Like, you probably run mad if you try to understand what he understands. You know what I mean? Like, he sees things before we do see them. He knows before we know. He's... His understanding is so infinite that even before you think something, he already knows that you are going to think it. Not when the thought is in your head yet. Wow. Like, that's crazy. And so I think knowing that God's understanding is infinite should actually encourage you. Should encourage you that as you partner with him, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows the different ways that this promise can be fulfilled. He knows the different steps you can take. And he knows how to lead you in the right direction. But another thing is that as you partner with him, I want you to always wait for his voice. Wait for his voice in every decision you make. And walk in the promise with faith. Walk in the process, I mean, with faith. Walk to the promise with faith as well. And watch it unfold before your eyes. As you wait, make sure that you're in the word of God. Guys, do not neglect the word of God. That is scripture. That is the script. That is God breathed. That is God inspired. When you read the word of God, the, the word of God actually says that the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If you want direction, if you want guidance, That's what the word of God is there for. Amongst other things, I'm telling you, the word of God is your food. It is the food that will sustain you throughout the process of getting to the promise. My prayer is that you receive the grace right now, wherever that you are, to understand God's word in Jesus name. I pray that you receive the spirit of revelation the spirit of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to receive God's word. And I pray that God's word will not be boring to you in Jesus' name. That is something that I've really had to come to terms with. That this scripture is actually my lifeline. This scripture is actually my lifeline. Because the scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is so dynamic that one verse can literally resonate with 100 people in 100 different ways. So there is something in their Bible that's for you, for your specific season. So do not tell me that God is not speaking to you. If you cannot hear God, read your Bible, okay? I mean, even if you can hear God, read your Bible too. Okay? Also make sure that you're believing the word as you read it. Literally read it three times if you need to. Because I know, I know, I know you, I know. Because I've done it before. You just glance through the word. You don't have time to sit down 
and actually let the word take root in your spirit. When you sit down to read the word and you allow it to take root in your spirit, wow, it would literally be like light in your body. Like your body would be filled with light, literally. I believe there's a Bible verse for that. When you read the word, speak it out and personalize it. This is something that I do. Sometimes I grow weary of waiting for the promise. But God says those who wait for him, those who wait on him, they will mount on wings. I believe that's what the scripture says. They will mount on wings and they will fly. They will run. No go weary. Those who wait on, wait on the Lord. So as you're waiting, be speaking the word. Personalize it. Something that says, I will bless you, right? I will bless Ore or I will bless whatever your name is. Where you see people's names, put your name in there and speak it out. As you speak it, what you're doing is that you're basically calling something into existence and forming something in the spirit realm as though it exists. And before you know it, it will be manifested here on earth. That's why the enemy likes to shut up our mouths. (laughs) He doesn't want us to speak the word. But you need to speak the word. Because when you speak, like there is power in your tongue. When you speak, you're literally forming something in the spirit realm. You're forming something. You may not see it as you speak, obviously. It's not like there's a ball forming in front of you. That would be so cool though. But (laughs) there is no ball forming in front of you. But there's something forming in the spirit realm. There's something being built in the spirit realm. And to be manifested here on earth. 2 Corinthians 4.13 actually says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So you don't just believe and shut your mouth. No, no, no. It's not going to work. You believe and you speak it. You believe and you speak it. Some people may think like, yo, this girl is crazy. This girl is crazy. Why is she speaking it? Making up fake scenarios in her head. Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not making up fake scenarios. Okay? I'm doing what the word tells me to do. That's on period. Guys, do not let the enemy deceive you into not speaking. Do not let the enemy deceive you into not speaking. So right now, I just pray that your mouths will be open to speak the word of God over your lives, over the lives of your family, over the lives of your friends, over the lives of your loved ones. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, guys, for making it this far. I hope you have an amazing week and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.